Praise the Lord. This is Dr. Ruth. Thank you for joining me today as we study God's Word. Friend, as this ministry is blessing you, I want to speak to your heart. Would you consider blessing us back with a one-time donation or become a Christ-centered partner? As a Christ-centered partner, you join hands with us and with the Lord in the middle and you pray for us on a regular basis. We pray for you on a regular basis and then you bless us financially with whatever amount the Lord puts in your heart. And the primary way we will use your financial donation is to pay for studio time so we can produce more Bible teachings like this and to reach more and more people. This is God's will for you, for myself, and for the body of Christ that we give into his work so we can reach many more people. And God is so faithful. He has told us throughout his word that he will bless us back abundantly, exceedingly, as we give right back into his work. One scripture you can stand on is Luke 6.38. God will bless you back as you give into this fruitful ministry so we can pay for studio time to produce more shows and reach more people. I also want to leave you with this scripture just to strengthen you to know that when you give into God's work, God takes it seriously. Deuteronomy 15.10 teaches, give generously okay, to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. That is a promise that when you give into God's work, God will take it seriously and he blesses you back abundantly. So friend, as you have been blessed by these teachings, we thank you in advance for blessing us back. So here are some ways you can donate into this ministry anywhere in the world. All you need is internet access. Here is our safe and very secure website, drruthtanyorg slash donate. Again, it is drruthtiny.org slash donate. You can make a donation right there. Whatever the Lord puts in your heart, we receive it and we say thank you. If you live in the USA, we also receive donations through Zelle. And here is the telephone number. It's 909-501-9031. Again, 909-501-9031. We also receive donations through Cash App. The address there is the dollar sign, Dr. Ruth Tani. Again, the dollar sign, Dr. Ruth Tani. Uh, that is for Cash App. And we thank you abundantly for investing into this fruitful ministry and together we are advancing God's work and transforming lives. So we thank you for your donation and God will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. Okay, boy, there is so much that the Lord is teaching us. So let us get right into it and open our hearts to receive. Here is the continuation of the teaching. Verse 16, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. The Lord said, therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Exactly. Essentially, it's, it's really wicked out there. Demonic forces are in constant battle fighting against those of us who want to step out and preach Christ to others. So the Lord is saying that we have to be as innocent as doves, 
just really gentle in our mannerisms, apply a lot of godly wisdom, and just train our senses to listen to the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and be careful what we say. Verse 17, be on your guard. The Lord continued, you will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. This uh, came to pass among the first century disciples and even today in the 21st century, this is still happening in various countries across the world as Christians are persecuted physically, mentally, and emotionally because they are preaching Christ to others. So this is really the reality because we live in a fallen world. But the good news is that God is always available to comfort us. Okay, verse 18. On my account, the Lord Jesus continued, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. Verse 19. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. Verse 20, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Hallelujah. Just what I just said. What the Lord is saying is telling those first century disciples and telling us the same thing today. That when we are persecuted to the extent of being arrested for preaching Christ, and the kingdom of God, we should take heart. We should trust God because it will be the Holy Spirit speaking through us, giving us the right words to say. Essentially, we should not speak out of emotions, out of anger. We should be calm and the Holy Spirit will guide our thoughts and our speech. Verse 21, brother, this is the Lord uh, continuing here. Brother will betray brother to death and a father, his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. This, this happened and it continues to happen uh, among family members. Verse 22, you will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Let me explain this. It calls for some explanation here. What the Lord is talking about is not about our salvation. We know, right, that salvation is a free gift from God and we receive or accept that by faith. This is not what the Lord is talking about. Rather, the Lord is teaching that those who trust God and are tenacious through the persecution and those who endure through persecution would really exhibit a firm witness for God. It's essentially saying that as you are persecuted and you affirm in your beliefs, you don't give up, you don't shy away as you turn to God to to strengthen you to enable you through the persecution you would be displaying a life style of commitment towards God and you would be preserved throughout okay so 
We have to take this seriously. When we are persecuted, we should know that we have to turn to God who will save us through the persecution, who would preserve us through the persecution. That is what the Lord is teaching. Verse 23, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Obviously, use wisdom. Don't make yourself readily available to the enemy. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Okay. Uh, uh, again, here we see the messianic title here being uh, used, the Son of Man. Again, the Lord alluding to the fact that this persecution is going to be ongoing, <laughs> really, up until his second coming. Verse 24, the student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be, to be like their teachers and servants like the master. So powerful. The Lord is teaching us the equality here when it comes to persecution. Let me continue this. If the head of the house has been called Belzebul, how much more the members of his household? So true. Belzebul is uh, considered the prince of evil. The Lord Jesus is saying that if him, Christ, who is the head of the household, has been accused of using demonic powers, what about his followers? What about us? So in essence, the Lord is saying that the persecution or accusation, even his students will not be absolved or eliminated or excused from persecution because him, the head of the household, has been persecuted. The students or his followers will be persecuted likewise. So we are all equal in the persecution business because we are followers of Jesus Christ and we are proclaiming his truths. Demonic forces are after us. Uh, verse 26 so do not be afraid of them for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known oh goodness so true do you believe this there is nothing absolutely hidden that will not be exposed at one point or the other either here actually here in this present life and in eternity. So the Lord Jesus is saying that we should not be afraid. No, all these evil acts will be exposed. Verse 27, what I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Hallelujah. This is obvious. We should not be afraid of persecution in context here. That's what the Lord is teaching about. We should not be afraid of all these physical, physical attacks because the soul and our spirits are the two things that will last into eternity. And of course, all true followers of the Lord Jesus will inherit brand new glorified bodies at his second coming. 
So we should only be afraid of God, who is the only one with the ability to destroy both the soul, the spirit, and the physical body. So the Lord is teaching us to be more eternally focused with regards to persecution. Okay, because we are preserved in God's love. Okay, uh, rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I just explained that. So that is self-explanatory. Uh, and then the Lord went on to encourage his first century disciples and us about the love of God for us. So we should be steadfast and, and, and be focused on him when we are persecuted. He went on to say in verse 29, And not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. Glory to God. Let me uh, continue here. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So true. If God can care for the birds, the sparrows, if he knows them personally, the Lord Jesus is saying that you, a human being, created after the image of God is more valuable to God than just a mere bird. So we should not lose heart. We should not get all worried when we are persecuted by others. And that love that the Lord Jesus is talking about is a love that he would later display in his ministry as he died on that cross, as we are told in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I am paraphrasing that scripture. God loves us so much that when we are being persecuted, for Christ's sake, we should take heart that he is with us, walking through us. We should not be afraid. Verse 32, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. Self-explanatory, the Lord just went on to explain that, hey, don't be afraid of persecution. All those who acknowledge me, I will also acknowledge them in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my father in heaven. Self-explanatory there. Verse 34, do not suppose that I come to bring peace to the earth, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And verse 36, a man's enemies will be members of his own household. Let me pause here. This requires clarification because I've heard people take this uh, sentence out of context. Let me go back and read what I'm talking about. In verse 34, the Lord said, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace by the sword. Listen, the Lord is not talking about the fact that he causes conflict. No, obviously the Lord Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. 
Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. That is not what the Lord is talking about. The Lord is talking about the fact that in a family among friends, there will be division because some will stand up for righteousness sake. Some will stand up as true followers of Jesus Christ and others will reject that. That spiritual conflict will happen within family. And I'm sure you've experienced this, right? Okay. The Lord is not talking about some superficial uh, peace among families. The Lord is talking about the fact that those who stand up for true righteousness will be hated among their own family members who disagree with their position. This is this is really a common thing today, even in my own family. I've had at least two family members who just boycotted from me because of my position in Christ. That is what the Lord is talking about. This is this is a reality that uh married couples some of them are facing because one one couple say the husband comes to a true uh knowledge of who christ is give gives his life to christ and become a devout follower and then the wife is not and it brings conflict okay in a household there are scenarios where the child first accepts christ and stand up for righteousness and the parents want to practice evil they disown the child that is what the Lord Jesus is talking about. That he came to bring that kind of division because those who stand up for righteousness will be hated by their own family members. Okay. So uh, we move on here to verse 37. The Lord conti continued, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. This is self-explanatory. Let me explain this too. Again, the Lord is not teaching that we should not love our fathers or mothers. No, because God tells us in the Ten Commandments that we should love and honor our parents. That is not what Jesus is teaching. Jesus is talking about prioritizing that our relationship with God must take priority over any other earthly relationships. I explained this, I believe in chapter eight already and in previous chapters, this is obvious. If we, or when we love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, and we obey God, then it becomes easier for us to love our parents, our siblings, and, and to maintain peace in the family and in all other relationships. It's really tough for a person to enjoy true, genuine Christ-like love and relationship with siblings and others if that person is not strongly connected to Christ, who is the source of love. So God is saying that if you don't love him first, rather you love others, you put others before him, if you put your siblings, your child, your husband before him, you have no part with him. In essence, he is looking for complete 100% loyalty and commitment. All right. Okay. Verse 38. Whoever does not take up 
their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Who? What is the cross? Essentially, the Lord is saying that whoever does not abide to my teachings 100%, mm -hmm, whoever does not die to the self, mm -hmm, essentially, we really have to publicly and privately display a Christ-like attitude, mannerism, and behaviors. We have to die to the self and live for Christ. And when we do that, we actually are blessed and are more peaceful and become more productive in society. That is the reality. Because then we, we, we allow God to, to do life through us and for us. Verse 39, whoever finds, in fact, verse 39 just is teaching what I just explained, but let me just read it. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Yep. Again, this verse is not promising uh, prosperity financially or it's not <laughs> promising um, uh, being excused from all persecution. No, 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 no. All those who live godly will suffer persecution. It's going to happen. What the Lord is saying is that those who live for him, those who die to themselves, those who practice his teachings, meaning that they let go of their carnal life, they let go of of their own way of living and doing life and instead choose his way, we truly come to a true realization of what life is all about. They would enjoy true purpose and meaning in life when you live for Christ. That is what the Lord Jesus is promising. Okay, and even, even at that, we would still have persecution, but it would be more meaningful and God will be there to strengthen us and to deliver us from that in accordance to his will. Okay, we move to the last few verses here. Verse 40 or verses 40 through uh, 42. Anyone, this is verse 40 now, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Obviously, anyone who welcomes the disciple or me, you, when you step out there to preach Christ, welcomes Christ and welcomes God the Father. Verse 41. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet reward. Self-explanatory. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Self-explanatory. Verse 42. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, referring to little ones, uh, children, young in the faith. Truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Glory to God. If anyone blesses a disciple, a Bible teacher, a pastor, one way or the other, or welcomes them, into their home, into their business, they won't lose their reward. Really, peace, joy, knowledge of the true living God, love of the true living God. And that brings me to the end of that powerful chapter with all those instructions that the Lord gave those first century disciples still a hundred percent applicable today, as I have explained 
So what are the major principles and application uh, we've learned from this chapter? We talked about giving to God's uh, uh, teachers, pastors, and workers. Okay, helping them financially as they uh, reach out to the world to preach the uh, kingdom of God and to preach Christ to others. It is absolutely not appropriate for a man or a woman of God to invest time in your life or into the life of others to preach, to teach you, to mold and shape you, and then you don't bless them back financially. God says that is wrong. That is not acceptable. Okay, and we talked about trusting God through our persecution, that we should not be afraid of the evil one or of those who would persecute us physically. Rather, we should be afraid of God, who is the only one who can take away uh, or who can destroy our souls, our spirit, and body in hell. So when we are persecuted, we should take heart that when we stand firm, we would be saved, meaning that we would endure because God would strengthen us and bring us through that. And I talked about the power and authority that the Lord Jesus gave the first century disciples that is very much 100% applicable today. When we get out there to preach Christ to others, we should preach with boldness, laying hands on the sick and praying for them to be healed in the name of Jesus, Casting out demonic spirit in the name of Jesus with boldness because as New Testament believers, we are better equipped way more than those first century disciples because we have the indwelling Holy Spirit in us that is available to strengthen and enable us to call upon the name of Jesus and expect miracles. All right. So overall, uh, the application is what uh, I just explained there. We have to be bold in preaching Christ and we have to give into God's work, knowing that God will bless us back. And as we honor and receive Bible teachers, pastors, apostles, evangelists uh, into our homes, businesses, we would rece- receive reward from God. God takes notice of that. Whatever we give into the kingdom of God, we receive back abundantly, exceedingly. So do not be afraid to give into God's work. Do not be afraid to step out in faith and preach Christ because you will be planting eternal seeds that you would reap abundantly in this life and in the life to come. In Jesus' name, I hope you receive that. So Father, we thank you for today. I lift up every listener. We thank you for the power and authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the indwelling Holy Spirit that is here to strengthen us and enable us to step out in faith to proclaim Christ to the lost world. Father God, we thank you. I thank you for all the listeners as we come to the close of this program. I just know that you you will open their hearts and stir them so that they can step out in faith to preach Christ to others. Father God, we thank you for your such a good God that you love us enough that even when we face persecution, you are there to help us. We thank you for such love. We thank you for your peace. Father God, we ask all this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen.
what do you think about Jesus' instructions to the first century disciples? Keep in mind, those instructions are still applicable to us today. While it may sound scary to get out into the world to preach Christ to others, especially nowadays with so much hatred for God in this dark world, we can be confident to do so because it will be the Holy Spirit working through us. So be encouraged as we are well equipped for the task. Before we go though, do you know that Dr. Ruth has more Bible teachings available in her email newsletters? If you are interested in receiving Dr. Ruth's monthly Bible teaching newsletters, simply visit our website, drruthtanye.org. That's D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. And sign up right there, and you will start receiving our emails regularly. I am Chris Oram, and I pray for God's favor to chase you today. In Jesus' name, goodbye.